Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze Interview straight from the heart of San Francisco. We are here live at the monthly, that's what she said, women's event in the Fillmore District of San Francisco. We uh, are doing a little basic bitching before we get into our interview with Lulu Wang back at Sundance. A really just so it's such an exciting interview. Yes. Um, before we go into it, uh, please look up uh, bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can find all our episodes there. You can find our fun little black and white pictures. Uh, you can read all about us. And you can find our socials there. And quickly, before we get into all of our stuff, because we don't have that much time, we are celebrating Women's History Month uh, this month with all of our interviews that we did at Sundance with all the women filmmakers, uh, actresses, producers. And also, we're going to hit on uh, another film festival that Ange and I ran into basically like we stumbled upon Sundance and fell in love with yes by the way stinking of Sundance we (laughs) ran into Coven Film Festival which was the first of its kind in San Francisco and uh, so we have a lot of ladies in the filmmaking industry amazing ladies that'll be all month fucking stories including we'll have our of course the monthly event that's what she said for you on Thursday so take it away Ange shit's going down what do you want a basic bitch about because I think you have a lot well, in a short amount of time. Okay, so I went to uh, my friend, one of my best friends from high school, is getting married in Vegas at the end of the month. So she's like, okay, I'm getting married in Sin City. I'm going to have my bachelorette party in the happiest place on earth. <laughs> so we went to Disneyland. And it just so happened to be pissing rain all day, which was a blessing in disguise because it was Wait, empty that, that's on a where Saturday. You were this weekend? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was in LA this weekend. <laughs> To, so uh, go when it's raining is what you're yes. saying. Yes, oh, go geez. when it's raining and buy the Max Fast yeah, Pass. Yeah, duh. The Maxi Pass. Well, okay, yeah, duh. Okay, fine. Char introduced us to that months ago. Uh, duh. I haven't been there since then and I haven't yeah. used it myself. So okay. there was a posse Same. of seven of us and we're sitting at the bar and we're like, what do you want to go on next? All right, we'll be there in an hour. In the meantime, let's have three more drinks. It was oh, incredible. Okay. There were zero minimal kids. The weird thing is it was kind of like the Duck Dynasty crew. I saw Ew. a lot oh. of like camo, uh, but not like hip camo, like that camo <laughs> that like... Not hip hop camo. You shot a, a lion that was like the last of its kind, you know, oh. like that kind of yeah, camo. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, Here's my biggest mistake. I was wearing my bitch talk sweater because this is what I do. If I need a sweater, I wear my bitch talk sweater. And I, I don't think it. twice about it. I noticed it in one of the pictures. And I and I as soon as we walked in, I was like, oh shit, am I gonna get in trouble? <laughs> am I gonna get sent to the principal's office? Yeah. And next thing I know, an hour in, one of the employees, he's like grabbing at his ear and he's like, excuse me, I'm walking out of one of the bars, and he was like I'm going to have to talk to my manager about your sweater. I don't think the cast, that will make the cast unhappy. How fucking creepy does that sound? What cast? This is what they call employees oh, at Disneyland. Oh, the team. Is the cast. The team? No, he said cast. Mm. That shit's creepy, right? Yep. And I was like, they took you to Disney jail? <laughs> I want to know what Disney jail looks yeah, like. That's and, underground, and so right? I was like, okay, yeah. I have a rain jacket, whatever. And I was talking to my friend while he when he interrupted. Ooh, so Richard, What's no, Richard? my friend Laura. Oh. and and so he came back to me again, and I was like, "Dude, I'm putting on my jacket." Like I didn't say what the fuck, but I was like, "Fucking calm down, dude." But the irony is, an hour before this happened, I was telling my friends that I was with, like, I'm a little worried about my sweater. Like people are gonna trip out. This dude walks by with this shirt, like that has AK-47, and it was like, oh. 
time for AK-47 team or some shit like that. And yeah. I'm like, of course, that's all good. Like, yeah, let's represent guns. Yeah. And, and AK-47s, not just At even Disneyland. like a... Yeah. Yeah. But, but my little bitch talk... Racism. That's like us getting... Sexism, sh- racism, whatever you want to do. Anyways. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it happened to me twice. And then I just wore my rain jacket the rest of the time. It happened twice? Yeah. But anytime that I we were in pictures, I would like strip down and be like, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Represent my Did bitch anyone talk. say they liked your sweatshirt by chance? No, because I wasn't walking in public wearing oh, it. Okay. Yeah. So fuck you, Disneyland, for that kind shit. Kind of. Kind of. I wish it just wasn't so fun. Then I wouldn't. <laughs> then I'd be completely against. If them. they didn't have the bars, then I'd be like, "Fuck it, fuck off." Okay. But you know, the bars in between the maxi fast pass. Maxi pass. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was awesome. But I'm totally wearing my don't bitch wear your bitch shirt. I am. Yeah. And then just kind of like rip it open and take pictures every now and then, and then feel like I just like had you're young like, boys in our group, so I didn't want to talk about what that means. And yeah, we need to have like a army of like twenty people yeah, or something like in. that walking around, so they can't stop everybody. Well, and the thing is, if I was with kids that could read, maybe I wouldn't have worn it. But I was with my drunk friends, you know, that right, I've right. known for twenty-five Adults. years. Adults. So I didn't think twice about wearing my fucking bitch shock sweater. But anyway, awesome. Whatever. Over the weekend, I was up in um, Mendocino County and um, went to my favorite fish and chips place called Sea Pals. Everyone go there. So good. But we were going to do a taste test of fish and chips, and we were told that there was another place in the same area. It's called like the Nio um, Harbor. That there's a place that it's all women-owned, and they're fisherwomen and all this stuff. Excuse me. So we went to, it's called Princess Seafood. They don't have fish and chips, which is totally fine. Best oysters, best crab sal- uh, crab cocktail, like uh, rosé cans with bubbles. What did they serve with the oysters? Was it a champagne mignonette? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it was kind of spicy. I think there was jalapeno in it. Sold. So I just want to give them a shout out. Um, the woman that owns it, her boat is called Princess. That's why it's called that. And she's like the most well-known uh, salmon fisherwoman in the area. What? And so they had the market for a really long time. And it's all women that run it, too, which is awesome. Uh, and they just opened up the restaurant last May. So if you're up there in uh, Fort Bragg area, go to Princess Seafood. I highly recommend it. And I told them all about Maiden that's coming out. I was just going to say Tracy Edwards. Yes, circling back to Sundance, which will feature this month as well. One of our favorites. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. We had a we had a good time up in a up in that area of California. I need to go with you next time. Yeah, just super chill. I sat in the hot tub last night with one of those masks on. I haven't done one of those ever. <laughs> Everyone was scared of me. Um, oh, those masks, cucumber? The jam. Uh, this one was ginseng. I did go to a Korean spa last week, which is really interesting, over here in the Fillmore called Pearl. Are they like the ones in L.A., K-Town? Where I've like never been to a Korean naked spa. naked like a whale, and they just like smack it up, flip it, rub it down? Um, no. Uh, there I was gotta take a you to one in L.A. An, uh, there was a fun uh, thing that happened with my friend and neighbor Lindsay when we walked in I'm just gonna I'm telling the whole story really quickly because she doesn't care she told me we, we booked this appointment a while ago a few weeks ago and so she's like yeah I don't know if they're gonna let me in because I'm on my period and they say on their <laughs> thing like 
you have to be butt naked, like no swimsuits, nothing. Yes, that's how the Koreans so she's do. Like, I'm just gonna go in and try it. I don't care. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, just uh, tuck the string in. Uh-oh. Nobody will know. So, anyways, it comes to this thing where they're like, you. Ha- she's like, I just want to wear a swimsuit. Is that okay? I'm like, no, no, no. It's against the rules, and you're gonna make everyone else feel uncomfortable. I was just gonna say, I'm uncomfortable when someone's blah, wearing blah, blah, a swimsuit. Blah, blah. I know, but she didn't want to be like, oh, by the way, I'm on my period. Will you let me in? So, long story short, they made her wear these little plastic panties that were (laughs) amazing. Um, And I'll never look at her again the same way as I I have in the last, I don't know, 10 years. And uh, I love her for going for it. And, uh, yeah. Wait, so is it like a shower cap, but Basically, but for your... With holes cut out. I bet you it was the same shit. Before the uh, undercarriage, yeah. <laughs> so um, thanks, Lindsay, for humoring me. Um, oh, wow. We also amazing. saw each other's boobs, so I'll never look at her in the same way. Every time I see her now, I'm like, oh, you're wearing a top this time? or Quite a feat. That reminds me, when I did go to uh, that spa in Calistoga with you and oh, Cena, yeah, yeah. I was the only one that was naked. That's not true. I was too. I had my top off. Oh, all right. All right, anyways... Luke Perry died. I don't even know what to say about it. I don't. I, it's. He's I'm only so. Yeah. In mourning, Dylan and Brenda forever. My friend tech. My friend from all my friends from high school were on this uh, text thread, and we all were obviously just like devastated. And my one friend was. He died of a broken heart because he chose Kelly. Which you know, Kelly over Brenda. You know, maybe I don't know. I thought that was. I liked Brian Austin Green, I, but I always had a soft spot, soft spot for Luke. It was always Dylan. It was, yeah, it was always Dylan, Dylan versus Brandon. Anybody who liked Brandon, you have a serious issue. No, I wasn't issue. a Brandon he person. He couldn't dance. Well, he was I was a square. A, I was a uh, Brandon and Kelly person, so I hated that Kelly ended up having a kid with with Dylan in the reboot. If you watch the the second 90210 before this new reboot, that's actually coming up with the original characters. In the one where they redid it with oh, the Oh, that kids. new shit in like the 2000s? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Kelly was on the original, was one of the original characters that helped launch it. And she had a kid and they later dis- uh, revealed that that was Dylan's kid. Oh, for the love of uh, God. Yeah. And I was really, yeah. So I did have a broken heart over that. His forehead continued to grow throughout the seasons, but I always loved him. Still hot. It was an eight head, but I don't care. I have a big forehead, too. Did you guys watch Riverdale at all? No. Now I don't want to. I didn't. I'm going to get like a big uptick. I had no clue that he was even on it. Days, years, like how good it is. I didn't even know it's been on for three years. No, this one is uh, the Archie comics. It's like a dark side of the Archie comics, and he plays Archie's dad. And Mark Consuelos. Oh, shit, yes. Okay. Mark I've heard Willis, of this, yep. Kelly Ripa's husband's in Yeah, it. that's mm. the one he's in. Uh, yeah. That's why I've been hearing about that. No, I I, I loved <sighs> him. He's a part of our youth. And yeah, it's not. real. I remember when he was on the cover of AARP, AARP, whatever you call it, because he turned 50 two oh, years ago. Yeah. My friend texted me and we're like, oh, shit, that means we're old. Yeah. Dylan's on the cover of AARP. But anyway, RIP, I loved you. Very much for a very long time. Isn't our, it weird how our something, childhood's dying? <laughs> isn't it weird how deeply it affects us? Like, there's it's something just, about a childhood love, or even just somebody you grew up with, or someone that was just there always, always. And he's not. He was 52, for God's sakes. Only 10 years older than myself. Anyways. 
Live your life. Live in La Vida Loca. He was our uh, fucking bad boy, right? He was our... Yes uh, and no. Those puppy dog eyes. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. How about that? The Porsche. Yeah. R.I.P. What Perry. We'll raise a glass tonight. I'll never forget you. Anyways, let's go into something happy. Well, on the... Uh, Very happy. But on the subject of loss and... Oh, yeah, true. This is what the farewell is all about. It's called the farewell, goddammit. Holy shit, we didn't plan this. This oh, is serendipitous. Man. This is timing. But this film is called The Farewell, but rest assured, it's just as funny as it is sad. Trust me. You're going to laugh as much as you're going to cry. Uh, one of our favorites of Sundance, my personal favorite of Sundance, Lulu Wang, uh... And we saw her at the Academy Awards with um, best friends with of the our show, best Barry, friend, Jenkins Barry Jenkins and Miss Julie. Oh, and Julie Cohen. Yeah. Um, and they were also hanging out. They at, were, there's um, a photo of the three of them they were also, at the Academy. Yeah. I was like, all of those people have been on her show. Yeah, this is the <laughs> bitch bump. This <laughs> yeah. is the bitch talk bump. But, by the um, way, you're welcome. But Lulu and Barry were also <laughs> hanging out at my favorite awards show, Independent Spirit Awards. And so. they're sitting next to each other, and it's just like, what the fuck? I don't know. But her film just got picked up um, from one of our favorite film companies, A24. Yeah. And uh, Aquafina is in the starring role, correct? So yeah. Ange got to see this film at Sundance uh, with our with our uh, honorary bitch, John Wildman. And uh, she couldn't talk enough about it. So we're really happy to have Lulu on the show. And there may be tears involved. You got to uh, listen yeah, in. Maybe to see. we all cried. You don't maybe know. Maybe we did. You don't, you don't know. know. Until you don't listen. judge us. Don't judge us. But enjoy the interview and just this beautifully talented woman. You're listening to the Festival Daily Buzz with Bitch Talk Podcast. My name is John Wildman. I'm here with my Bitch Talk co-hosts, Aaron Lim and Angela Deborah. And on this segment, we're going to talk about The Farewell. We have the director, Lulu Wong, with us. Lulu, nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. Okay, Lulu, tell us about The Farewell. The Farewell, it's a very personal story uh, based on some stuff that happened in my own life. Mm. It's about a Chinese-American woman who goes back to China basically to say goodbye to her grandmother because her grandmother's been diagnosed with um, stage four lung cancer and has given three months to live. But in China, they often tell the family instead of the patient. And so in this scenario, um, the family found out and decided it would be best not to tell grandma that she is dying. Um, but, you know, they all have to go back to see her. And so instead, they force Billy, who's the main character, they force her cousin from Japan to marry his girlfriend of three months <laughs> uh, and stage an elaborate wedding uh, within two weeks' time as a ruse for the entire family to go back and say goodbye to Nai Nai Grandma without having her be suspicious. Well, it, it, it's an incredibly funny movie. Um, as as well as uh, being incredibly touching and um, you know and you definitely got uh, tears out of me on this one. A lot, this has been like the theme of my Sundance. Um, people, tears. The, yeah. Yeah. Films, this has been a teary films, kind films of making morning. Me cry. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way. And, and Angela and I were were, were both commiserating over that. Yeah. Over that I, was, I was trying not to let him look while I was wiping my eyes, but I think thank you so much for this film. I feel like it's something that I've been waiting to watch. I feel like you captured the sarcasm, the 
the rudeness out of love. You know, I mean, that's such a typically Asian mm-hmm. thing to just express your love in a very rude way. You know, I mean, the ruder, the better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the sarcasm, too, like, very funny. We're very funny. You know, it's just yeah. all these all these little nuances that I'm like, oh, my God, I've never seen that on, on film. And, and, and it, it encapsulates, like, how I grew up and, and what kind of family dynamic mm-hmm. you have. And I think it's so beautiful. Um, I forgot what my question was. But anyway, I was just, <laughs> thank you for making this film. I thought it was uh, thank incredible. Thank you for saying that. And um, this is based on your real life. Like, you all lied to your grandmother. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that Asians do. Like, we'll just have a huge elephant in the room mm-hmm. yep. and just never talk, talk about it. it. But, mm-hmm. it, but it works. It somehow works. Mm-hmm. And, like, through the making of this film, has your family watched it and, and thought, maybe we should tell her? Maybe we... Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> They're like, mm, yeah, no, not at all. Um, uh, they just saw the film yesterday mm-hmm. and um, from me doing This American Life till the film every time I'm like you know how do we want to handle this This American Life is a really big podcast mm-hmm. you know they're like yeah she's not going to hear that and you know and it's mostly in English okay. alright well I'm making a movie uh, what do you think should we tell grandma like and how much should we tell her well you know who knows like this movie could never happen like you know let's, let's just see. Oh, typically Asian yeah. Yeah. yeah make the movie get into Sundance so we got into Sundance uh, what do you think well you know she's 86 like let's let's take it one day at a time let's just see what happens maybe you know the film won't do well out of Sundance and only a few people will see it yeah okay. maybe one person or Maybe, just them you, yeah exactly not, not only that but you filmed it in her neighborhood i know she is yeah <laughs> the plot thickens every like it gets yeah. deeper yeah yeah i mean i wanted to film in a neighboring town but my grandma is like you know such a boss lady she's just like <laughs> you know you, you gotta you gotta film it in if you're gonna come back to china and spend three months here uh which you know i left when i was six she's like it doesn't make any sense for you not to shoot in you know my city so that i can actually see you every day and i was like that's a really good point you know if, the, if there's one bonus out of all of this mm-hmm. for her not knowing what the movie's about not knowing the slide <laughs> is that doesn't matter because she gets to spend time with me and she got to visit me on set and i mean in what world would a, an immigrant child imagine sorry i'm just like that you would leave at six years old and one day my grandma at 86 years old would like come up in a wheelchair on set and see all these white people and people from all over the world. I mean, that's how like Asians are like, right. you've made it. There's white people like <laughs> following you. Following yes, like, giving like, you coffee. Yeah, like, yeah you're the people, boss lady. They're all listening to you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that white man is like, you know, bringing you whatever you want. I was like, you know, uh, like you made it. Exactly. She's like, that's the sign of success. And I, I think just it was so meaningful for everyone in my family and especially for her. Her, not knowing that it's the whole movie's her. about her, um, yeah. Well, you know, and and and, and I, I opened this by talking about the, you know how funny the movie is, and and it, it's it's not joke punchline funny. It's 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 funny because your characters are you know the, the the humor comes very organically out of that, and that's not easy to achieve. Um, you know, the, the, I, I'm I'm always giving it up for someone that can pull that off. And can you can you talk about that? Um, about you know working with your cast and 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 hitting the right notes for that humor wise. Yeah, you know it's it's funny because um, Aquafina and I were talking yesterday about this, and I said I don't 
direct my actors to perform comedy, mm-hmm. and so often uh, my actors like are not aware that it's a comedy until they see the film, and they're like, "Wait, it's really funny," you know. And Aquafina said um, that, and Tai Ma and Diana Lin, who plays my mother, um, they they all had that same response where they were like, when we were in the scene, it felt dramatic and emotional, and we we're just in the moment and and trying to keep it as real and grounded as possible, and that was important for me. So um, I never spoke to the actors about comedy. I could, you know, during the casting process, I think I just have like an intuition. People who have a sense of timing in general. Um, and with Aquafina, she said actually Lulu had to direct me back away from comedy. And because you know, when you lean so hard into trying to be funny, it sometimes can feel less real. And it, the comedy element was more of a conversation that I had with my production designer Yang Ok Lee and my uh, amazing cinematographer Ana Francesa Solano and. And we talked a lot about framing, composition, what is in the frame, what is in the background, what are all of the things that, um, you know, give the scene depth so that while you're sort of like feeling these things, but you're, you're all, you also can't help but being like, this is hilarious. And, you know, mm-hmm. and my editor and I also talked about it because he's done a lot of uh, comedy, um, studio comedies. And I said, but we didn't shoot this film that way. We didn't do a lot of coverage. So the, you know, the comedy isn't necessarily even in the cutting back and forth or jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would just find little ways to say, you know, for this scene, we need to give the audience permission to laugh, even if it's something so little, like, you know, the crazy boyfriend eating for like two split <laughs> seconds, right? But, the, you know, just so having a little that, yeah. like, the, I think, you know, that's something that I learned is that even if I think it's funny that audiences sometimes need that permission to be like, okay, I can cry and laugh at the same time. Because mm-hmm. in American movies, so often people are like, is this a comedy? Is this not drama? How am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to, re-? you know? And Which isn't human. Exactly, really. yeah. exactly. You don't walk into a conversation thinking, how am I supposed to react to this, right? right. Yeah. And that was another thing, like every, we all have someone in our family that just kind of walks around eating and doesn't, <laughs> and doesn't contribute much more. And it's like you hit all the nails on the head. It's just thank you. Go ahead, John. It's so true. No, he does other things. He shuffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it kind of gets in the way. And yeah. eats, doesn't pay much attention. Well, well I, I was going to say, you know, my, my other compliment comedy-wise is also you, you, you did a very, uh, really... Uh, what I call corner of the frame comedy. Um, you know, oftentimes what we'll have, you know, uh, family comedies, um, which, you know, which, you know, there's a funny, me- every, every member has its quirk and we're going to get to every member's quirk, what have you, um, which is not what you did here. We just have a big family and we, we have very distinctive personalities, but we have corner of the frame. So it's like you, you've got stuff in the forefront that is either dramatic or what have you. Um, but if your eye wanders just a moment, then you see someone in the back of the, the back of the scene that's doing this, and that is, hilarious and, and and I want to have you address talking about managing a cast of, of, of that size in particular in in one scene because you have these family dinners and you have th- things that are going on that the wedding of course and, and and what have you and how you choreograph that yeah there was a lot of blocking a lot you know I think the decisions around the cinematography the composition was one creative but also just logistical practical uh, we had very small spaces with a large family which is realistic but you know once you get a camera and a crew and everything in there it actually uh, makes the space even smaller and uh, you know also you have 13 people sitting around a round table and we had multiple scenes of that and we were very concerned that that would get boring and mm-hmm. just feel like dialogue so 
really trying to figure out, you know, when to do coverage and not being traditional. Like, we do cover the movie. It's not like it's all oneers or anything. Um, but it, just figuring out when to do that and how to use that and being very specific about it. And there were scenes that we initially um, had planned to do more coverage, but we ran out of time and ended up doing more as a oneer and uh, and staging it. And it ended up working out for the better. So. Yeah, and, and back to the, the seriousness of the film, Aquafina did express hesitancy. Like, I, I'm not sure that I can play the serious role and get to that crying moment. But there was definitely some growth through production. Yeah, she was, you know, re really nervous about it. And I just told her, like, don't worry about Let's just be in the moment in every scene. And she has such a personal relationship with her Chinese grandmother, who she was raised by. And even when we first met, um, she brought that to the... Uh, table like she said I'm personally connected to the story and so I said for every scene just think about your grandma like it doesn't matter if it's a comedy scene or a drama scene like the, the like you as a character and you as a person what you bring is your deep connection with your grandma and this um like looming reminder that she's going to be gone soon and so she really brought that and that by the time we did the really emotional scenes she would just already crying. I was like, oh, we, we were not rolling yet. And she's like, no, no, it just like, yay. And she'd like call her grandma from set and we'd all talk to her and be like, Grandma Fina, what's up? Oh. Oh, and she so like, cute. she like talked to my grandma and my great aunt, little Nai Nai, who mm -hmm. plays herself in the movie. Mm -hmm. So my real great aunt was on set y'all all the time. And so we had Grandma Fina talking to little Nai Nai. We were like, little Nai Nai, Grandma Fina, let's put them in a video. Like, this oh, is awesome. my God, and like please. they could talk in Chinese because Aquafina Fina doesn't speak Chinese that well, and so I think it was like amazing <laughs> for her to see like her grandma talking to. It. Yeah, it was just also amazing. Well, fantastic. Well, again, the film is the farewell. We've been talking to the director Lulu Wong, uh, and and we just all, I think everybody here just loves this movie. Congratulations and thank, thank you for you. being here. Thank, thank you, you so much. Me. Thank you. That was Lulu Wong from The Farewell. Uh, and A24 now picked up film. An official Bitch Talk Bump recipient. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Along with Barry Jenkins and, and Julie Cohen. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she's going to get nominated for something. I just don't know what yet. And Maybe it's really she, early in the season, Maybe obviously. she come out here, because A24 likes to come well, out here Well, I'm crossing my fingers that they tour Aquafina, and then we finally get oh, her. Can we get some Aquafina in our lives? Yeah. A24 is a good friend of Bitch Talk, so... We should at least get 25 minutes with Aquafina. <laughs> they should probably do all the interviews at the social study. I'm just saying it'd be like the perfect venue. Yeah, we can we can we're arrange right that for us. We we can organize that yeah, for you guys. I send one text know. in. We're in. So um, Lulu is now a friend of the show. She started following Bitch Talk after our uh, conversation. She was also really into Black Rain, which was uh, our one of our official sponsors for Sundance. Correct. I just keep thinking about when uh, her phone went off at the very beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, and she's like, "Whose phone is that?" And I'm like, "I knew it wasn't me. I wasn't gonna get like, in trouble." And it was hers. We start we, to set the stage. We'd started the interview, and then somebody's phone started ringing, and she's just like I looking around that. at us, yeah. like, "Whose phone is on?" And we're like looking at her, like, "Do you need to get that?" And at this point, we're in like our second hour of interviews for the day, so clearly our phones are on fucking mute, right? Like, it's not our phone. Yeah, Lulu wasn't us. And then Jesus. She, and then, she's, and then she, like, looks around and she goes, oh my god, it's me! And then it, like, totally just, like, broke the, yeah. you know, broke the 
silence, she, tension, whatever. She was such a treat. I mean, as soon as she walked really in the great. room, I kind of berated her. I was like, I'm going to hug you. I'm sorry. hot a little bit, kind of <laughs> like how we did on Peppa from Peppa. Salt and Peppa. Yes. Call her back to an earlier episode. But uh, she was such a treat, and uh, she really opened her heart to us. And it's funny because these people go to, like, tens of interviews per day so you think they're just kind of going to spout out the same shit every time but I really felt like her answers were heartfelt she teared up with us and uh, and just thank you thank yeah. you for your story thank you for your work Lulu we love you and um, we're hoping that you'll be back on Bitch Talk once Aquafina you what's up bitch yeah get Aquafina on their hook show. a bitch up and, with uh, an interview before we end, I just want to do a real quick shout out to John Wildman because he sent he put a real sweet post about us on, on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, which Ange will see next month. I know. I told her before Maybe we in April when I first got here. I go, oh, you don't check, so you didn't see that sweet note he said about. Hey, I us. know what's in John's heart. And I don't need to read uh, it. I know he's actually going to be uh, at the he's San Luis Obispo San Luis Obispo Film, Film Festival, Festival next yep. week. The, unfortunately, the we timing can't go. That we can't go to, even though it's kind of in our backyard, but. Um, we wish him all the luck with that, and probably I'll probably yep. do some social media posts on that. So, uh, shout out to him and bitch, please. I want to no. start singing like Peppa. Mine is so high pitched. 